Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still to come, Jason Lock and Four will be here to kick off hour number three as we continue to look at Super Wildcard Weekend. And we will also talk about our season-long bets uh, that maybe didn't go as according to plan. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But now it's time to preview the national championship game between Michigan and Washington. The Wolverines are four-and-a-half-point favorites here. This game being played out in Houston. Total of 56 and a half. And in terms of most bet game tickets, uh, Michigan to win by 7 to 12 points. That score band is at plus 425. Then Washington to win and go over 54.5 points is at plus 350. So definitely uh, a lot of college football fans are hoping for some massive payouts, believing that Washington can keep up against the Wolverines. But Joe, what say you? Yeah, that's that's the difficult one. This one this one sneaks up on you. After everything going on in week 18, we've got our wild card matchups. We've got firings this morning in the National Football League, which we'll go over and probably more to come. And uh and then oh yeah, the uh the national championship is here tonight, by the way, guys. <clears throat> Man, four and a half, that number just is screaming to me that people really aren't quite sure what to do mm-hmm. with it. I know that the public is buying in with Washington and like the sharper side is supposedly Michigan. They're, they're laying the price when it was four and now we're up to four and a half. Uh, from when we got this matchup, this total has not budged a half a point. It has been 55 and a half the entire time. And I guess it kind of correlates. Like if you're going to play the over that you're probably going to be on the Washington side, that you're going to take the points and maybe you think it comes down to the final possession and they're live to win this game. I would actually think that if you're going to lay it, that you're going to take Michigan, or rather you're going to take the under, um, because it's going to be Michigan controlling the pace of this game. Uh, Penix does not do what he did much of uh, this season, and Washington doesn't score a ton. I think the team total is like around 25 and a half, somewhere in that range. Um, but But my belief is in the Washington Huskies offense a little bit. And Michigan hasn't seen something like Michael Penix Jr. uh, this season, right? And that's kind of where I'm at. Now, I'm not so far where I'm saying Washington is live. I just think that the Huskies are going to get theirs. They're going to do enough. But it does worry me that I'd assume that the mentality is for Michigan, all right, we got to have some long drives. And they're going to run, run, run all day with Corum. And it is a matchup against a weaker defense. Like they might go in thinking, okay, let's have a long, you know, 12 play drive. But the thing is the Huskies defense is so poor. Are they going to let it get to 12 plays? That's what I'm wondering. Like Michigan might put up many more points than we've seen uh, throughout much of the year. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I definitely give the edge to the Huskies. I think that Michael Penix and those elite receivers will cover the spread i'm also looking at first half under we saw it uh with michigan before like off to a slower start maybe a little nerves um maybe both of these teams are figuring each other out on such a big stage so under 28 in the first half i like even though the huskies do have an explosive offense they don't play super fast so i could see an under happening here um, but I think I might just go first half rather than full game. I'll be honest, growing up in the Seattle area, pretty much everyone I grew up with went to Washington. So I do have a little bit of just hoping uh, that they win inside of me, having grown up in the area. So Washington, there's even a five and a half out there. 
Um, but uh, I'll, I'll be on the Washington side in the first half under in this one. Yeah, Aaron, you might have a lot of hope that the Huskies pull this off, but I'm the one wearing the Washington shirt here, wearing the garb, the merch. Why? Because I got to represent my West Coast peeps. That's why, because I believe in them and they believe in me. So there, there you go. And Seattle's a wonderful city, a wonder, wonderful, wonderful place. It's funny because I'm in this weird position where, yes, I hope the Huskies pull this off for the Pac-12 and for the institution, all that stuff. But I think my bets are more reflecting that Michigan will cover this and perhaps win this thing, uh, you know, maybe even by double digits. Like I could see Michigan's bully oh. ball brand uh, possibly just, yeah. you know, you know, t- taking Washington to the woodshed. Like that is a real possibility. Joe, I want to ask you about this idea of who Michigan has actually played up to this point, because if you're looking yeah. at some of these great offenses from college football this year, in terms of, say, EPA per play, the best that they've played and the best they will have played actually goes to Ohio State. Now, Kyle McCord is not Michael Penix Jr. We know that. McCord is not nearly as good of a quarterback, but did have Maserati Marvin Harrison Jr. And that aerial attack did put up a ton of points against good competition. So I am wondering, like, yeah, they haven't played many good offenses, but is playing Ohio State and Alabama and maybe one or two other good offenses, could that be enough for them to be prepared for what Penix will have to offer? Yeah, it just it wasn't coming from the quarterback position. That's the mm-hmm. difference. Like these great offenses, that those good offenses that they did face – it wasn't just all generated from the guy that's touching the ball on every single play. So I think that's the difference, and that's why there there is a level, there's a floor uh, for this Washington uh, offense. So that's why I am buying into playing the over a little bit. But it is it is dicey. Like they have not been in a high scoring game maybe all year. Um, mm-hmm. There were two weeks where they were involved in games that went above this number of fifty five and a half. It was the middle of the year. And they scored 52 in each of them. I'm not expecting mm. them to get the 52. It was against Minnesota and Indiana in back-to-back weeks. And that's why those ended up going above that number. But, yeah, I, I do believe that that's the difference. Like, you're you're going through it. And it's like, where's where's the great quarterback play that they had? Um, you know, I guess you make the case that Milrose is the best quarterback that they played all year, right? I, I think so. I would think yeah. so. I, I could- yeah. I believe that 100%. And certainly he's more of a runner than he is a passer, but we've also seen Milrow complete some really difficult throws into tight windows. So I completely agree. Like that was the the toughest test and Michigan passed that test. Do um did we see enough last week where l- let's play it out that that it is a closer game, closer than mm-hmm. the betting market is saying right now. Or, you know, sure. maybe even Michigan is trailing. Uh because McCarthy slayed that dragon last time. Do we have a lot more belief in Michigan now? Like, what if it comes down to where they, it is a back-and-forth game, where it ends up being Penix against McCarthy? Do we trust McCarthy yet? I do not. Absolutely yeah. not. I, I think that sample size is still really small, and I don't want to let one game against, yeah, a good Alabama team, sure, but I don't want to let one game make me believe, like, look, the reason why Michigan's been running the ball so much all year long, A, because Blake Gordon's really good, but also, two, they have lots of questions about that pass rush. And while Washington may not generate a great one, this is definitely a game where the team with the better pass protection is going to be the team that wins this ball game. So what can Michigan do in terms of protecting McCarthy? 
honestly, even after the Rose Bowl, I still don't have a good answer to that. Mm-hmm. So, so Braylon Trice for the Huskies, he had against the Longhorns three TFLs and two sacks plus a forced fumble. So, while the Huskies weren't known as like this great team that can rush the quarterback they do have a weapon here that maybe he's going to be a bit of an X factor in this matchup. Yeah. So I think that's another angle to this game. Just this Washington mm-hmm. defense. Are, are you looking at them as a whole of what we saw all season long? Because I, you know, people made the case and I think it's fair that they're trending up, that they've been getting better as the season has moved along. Um, but you know, also, the style of play that they're going to see in this game, have have they seen something like that? Where a team that's just going to come in and just punch you in the mouth. Like that's, this is, yeah. this is why this is so fascinating to me. Like these teams could not be more different. And here they are going to meet head up in the, in the title game. I agree that the defense has been trending up, but the run defense for Washington has been abysmal. It's outside the top yeah. 100 in terms of EPA per play. You know, yeah, you might be getting better, but you were in the hole, to say the least. So in that respect, I can understand why a lot of folks are betting on Blake Corum to score the first touchdown at plus 275 or to score an anytime touchdown at minus 350. You kidding me? I know. But that's what the public's doing. Uh, And also, a lot of folks believe Blake Corum will go over 104 and a half rushing yards at minus 115. I get the idea that Corum is going to be the guy for Michigan, And I get that this Washington run defense is just awful, but at the same time, like, don't you think Michigan will be just a little more creative knowing full well that this can't be such a predictable approach? There's a book that has quorum anytime touchdown at minus a thousand. Oh my God. Wow. Is it insane? Yeah. (laughs) Like what what are we doing? What are we doing? He, he could turn an ankle in the first drive. Minus a thousand. Oh wow! Like yeah, it is most likely going to happen, and the best price out there is actually BetMGM at minus four hundred now. Like mm-hmm. God, they're they're betting into that. They it was minus three hundred, three fifty last week, and it's going up because people are betting it. It's crazy. I guess people are looking for a sure thing. Um, it's it's like even money for two plus touchdowns for Quorum. I mean, that's where we're at. It's wild. Uh, is it? Let me ask you this. Is there going to be any movement on the spread? Because we mentioned Petum James at four and a half, and I'm looking around. I see fives. I see a five and a half. Can we get to six by kickoff? Or even oh, sometime, boy. anytime before? If we're at five and a half right now. I don't – maybe it's because I'm back in Washington. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I would love it, but I don't think I might be so. <laughs> At six, I, I, I might mean, be part, tempted on Washington. I, I completely yeah. agree. Like, I, I could see that happening, especially if it is a back-and-forth affair. And in terms of, you know, bets that I'm going to be making, I, I want to be prepared that maybe Michigan still has uh, its same DNA and showcases that in the game. But also, they could just win this thing at a romp and an absolute blowout. Uh, but if it does Ooh. get to six, I have to back Washington. Like, that that's just too big of a movement as far as I'm concerned. But will it get there? I mean, six is a quasi key number. I don't think so, but could we get to fives and five and a halfs all around? I think so. I think that's fair, especially if the total is as high as it is, where it, that path of going back and forth might be something to look into. 
Mm-hmm. Hope we what get a good game. Do, Hope yeah. it's not a blowout. Uh, I hope I'm it's like twenty three twenty something closer, not a blowout as well. That would stink. Yeah. I just like also the whole narrative of the Pac twelve going away, uh, Harbaugh and all the stuff, the karma that he could have <laughs> coming to him before he agrees <laughs> to an NFL contract tomorrow. Because I mean that's how this is going to go down. Yeah, before right, he pulls right. a Pete Carroll and dips out before everything comes down on him. You know what's interesting, though, is that usually, like, coaches leave uh, from one program to the next or to jump to the NFL a lot sooner. Like, you can't do that, like, because you have a chance to win a national championship. But I can't recall the last time when someone made it all the way to the end and you're still dealing with job rumors. Like, Mm -hmm. that feels a little unprecedented to me. And, I mean, not that Harbaugh will be distracted. I don't believe that in the slightest. I hope so. It's more like, okay, what what will this NFL team look like for next year? Like, is Harbaugh so far behind once he gets that job? That's how I would think about it. But as far as this game goes, it it is fascinating that it's not really anything discussed. Like, oh, Harbaugh's going to be distracted. No, I don't believe that at all. And thankfully, I'm not hearing a whole lot of that hashtag narrative either. Yeah, the Raiders, if that happens, that wouldn't surprise me, even though I would like to see Antonio Pierce get that job. I feel like he's deserved it. And, but all we're doing is here, it's the Raiders. So knowing their history, it'll probably be Harbaugh. And remember, he started his coaching career out there. So come full circle. Does he go back there when he comes back to the NFL? Wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, I want I want to – so him going to the Raiders, fine, if that happens this week. But I just want him to bring in Connor Stallions on his coaching staff. That's what I want. A big middle <laughs> finger to everyone. The most yeah, Raiders right. thing ever. <laughs> yes. I, I hope the announcement includes like some big cardboard sign. Like that would be fun too. Oh, God. Yeah. You, know, you know, play it up, go nuts. Like, by the way, did you guys see the Alliance account uh, with so-and-so has checked in today and then they're like, that's not me. And then uh, they corrected it like even the lions were having a little bit of fun with the uh ah. you know eligible receiver thing like it's okay yeah. in this pr like world that. we live in now to have a little bit of fun yeah yes. i think that's a smart pr move to play into it rather than be bitter or deny things and yeah i like that Plus, anybody have the huskies winning anybody <sighs> what is it there's a one hundred thousand dollar bet on washington plus four and a half i couldn't do that um well. That's not me, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't have that. Right, because you're controlling yourself now. This is your New Year's resolution. Yes. Otherwise, <laughs> yes. Got to play a mortgage here. Thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. If I had unlimited money to spend, I might be in serious gambling trouble. <laughs> right. That'll be fun. Do it for the content. This is BetQL Daily right. presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we mourn the losses we suffered with our season-long bets. The tears, the coffins, the epitaphs, all when we come back here on the BetQL Network.